Nation. Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment Podcast. This is your host, John Delaney, hanging at the hangar with Pastor Jay Dennis, co-founder of Wingman Nation. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, brother. It's good to see you. It's great to see you as well, and uh, uh, excited to be moving into lesson number two, or day number two in this series. Uh, I think last week really was a home run. I I love what we're doing here because the devotional, the 31-day devotional, is actually the 31 leadership lessons from David's Mighty Men. There you go. And and each one of these is a nugget of truth. In fact, five nuggets of truth a in nugget, each one of these a nugget. that uh, that can help you guys and encourage you. Yes, to be a godly man. Oh, so godly much. dad, yep. godly husband. Yeah, it is. It's important. You know, it's the 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 lessons. Uh, these are thirty seven men that yeah. were, that had King David's back. He did. They you did. Know, and uh, and there's there's some and they great there there are great men among them that were that were great leaders themselves. Yes, uh, but they sacrificed. Um, they gave up the limelight per se, like they Jonathan, did. you know, right. uh, he was, he was, he should have been the next King technically. Right. You know? I cannot wait till we get to him I, as we start looking at other brothers. The first message I ever preached was about Jonathan. Oh, uh, love Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Everybody and, needs a Jonathan oh, and a Barnabas. A bar- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this week's lesson, uh, and this is called... Cling to the sword. So uh, we're going to look at 2 Samuel 23, 10. He says, he rose up and struck the Philistine until his hand was weary and it clung to the sword. And the the Lord brought about a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to plunder the dead. So we're talking about uh, Eleazar fighting uh some powerful Philistines until a particular one until he was weary. And, and there's a connection between uh, his great victory that the law, the Lord, I can't, why is that? Why is that not coming out? I want to say Lord, where the where the Lord brought uh, the, yeah, the victory the Lord brought and the fact that he clung to his sword. Right. The sword uh, was was the offensive weapon used to destroy the enemy. At, at no point do you see Eleazar dropping the sword until his victory is complete. And that's a good picture right there. Yeah. So keep in mind, guys, clinging to his sword until victory came. That's amazing. The New Testament compares the Bible to a sword. It says it's our only offensive weapon, Ephesians 6, uh, 17. So the writers of Hebrew said, for the, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's from Hebrews 4.12. So the sword of the spirit, the Bible, is the weapon God has provided for us to use in this battle between uh, truth and deception. That's a Billy Graham uh, statement. Make it a priority to wield that sword skillfully. That's great. And Billy Graham also said, we should begin the day with the Bible, and as it comes to a close, let the Word speak its wisdom to our souls. 
Let it be the staff of life upon which our spirit is nourished. Let it be the sword of the spirit which cuts away the evil of our lives and fashions us in his image and likeness, said as only Billy Graham could say it. Well, we want to give you five lessons here on clinging to your sword, God's word. Number one, make a commitment to God that you will not go to bed at night without having read the Bible at some point during your day. Guys, I challenge you to make that commitment. To use this sword of the Spirit, you must know what the sword of the Spirit says. Jesus didn't just quote Scripture to Satan in the wilderness temptations. Jesus had a life that was consistent with the teachings of God's Word. Satan is hardly fearful of you just quoting Scripture. Mm -hmm. But he's terrified when you know Scripture and you've acted on it. You're obedient to what it says. And he knows the difference. Obedience is the big word. It is. So you not only know God's Word, but you do God's Word, but you can't do God's Word until you know God's Word. You have to learn it. Number two, understand that Satan has no defense against this piece of spiritual weaponry. (laughs) So thus saith the Lord, slays the enemy. That's powerful. You know, Jesus told the Pharisees, you err because you know not the scriptures. Right. And, And we fall into all kinds of landmines, spiritually and morally, when we don't know God's word. And what's even worse sometimes is knowing just enough of it to be really dangerous yeah. because you don't know you don't know enough you don't know context big word I, good I read, word i read one verse but you didn't read the one before it or the one after it or That's the right. five before it and the five after it and that one verse taken out of context which is before and after can be very dangerous. That's how cults get started. That's exactly how it's cults how, get started. Uh, false uh biblically false denominations get started. Mm. And uh, we, we have to handle God's word very carefully yes. and with discernment. Yes. I love the, the this number three. The Bible is the sword of the Spirit. It, it's not, not only did the Holy Spirit author the Scripture, but His filling and His control in our lives allow us to use the Scripture effectively. We get to use it as a sword against the evil one, against right. anything evil that comes against us. Exactly. Uh, now, and, and for us to hold on to it, like Eleazar did, yes. until victory. Until you know? victory. Yep. And, and you know, the idea here is when you are controlled with the Holy Spirit, that same Holy Spirit who inspired God's Word gives you insight into God's Word. True. And applies God's Word. That's why, John, and I know you've had this happen many times, as I have, you can read a scripture one time and, mm-hmm. and get it's always good, mm-hmm. but you read it another time and you go, wow, where has this scripture been? I don't right. think I've ever seen it. Yeah. Well, you've seen it, but the Holy Spirit is applying it to your circumstances. And your circumstances change. They do. They can change from day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. You can read something 10 times in one year, right. that same verse, because you're drawn to it, and then the, then you read it a year from now, and it means something totally different. And the 
Word of God is alive. Double-edged sword. It is. It is. Double-edged sword. It's going to mean something to you whenever, where the Holy Spirit says, remember me? Yes. I have a reminder for you. Remember this verse? Uh Well, it means something different now. Uh That's Uh why I've always said to people, you know, it's the same book. No, you don't realize when you read it, if you, you can turn it into practical application in your life. There's a, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was called SOAP. It was uh, scripture, objective of the scripture, application of the scripture, and then a prayer around That's the scripture. Good. It was a, a simple for, for a daily devotional. Right. You read the devotional, what what particular verse in that stood out to you? What do you think the 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 objective of that scripture right. was to you right now? Right. And what is an application for your life of that scripture right See, now? That's good. I you like know? that. And then pray like we did before, to, you know, last week to pray yes. specifically what we're doing at the end of each one of these lessons. We're praying to God for, for divine intervention, for specific help on this. Amen. So, And when you're in God's word every day, mm-hmm. um, you give the Holy Spirit what he needs to work with in your life. Right, right. I mean, it's just a beautiful picture here. And, and realize that Scripture doesn't change, but your understanding of <laughs> that, Scripture and it. your insight of Scripture and the Holy Spirit's application to your life of Scripture, right. that's what's different. Right. And here I kind of, uh, number four, I, I'm like, well, I kind of just said that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Always cling to the sword of Scripture. Stand on what God said. Read the Scripture, reflect on the Scripture, pray the Scripture back to God, and listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Like Eleazar, when all is said and done, be clinging to your sword, God's Word. Amen. That is it. That's good. That's good. Number five, you cannot win spiritual battles without using the sword of the Spirit. You just cannot. You will not lose spiritual battles while using the sword of the Spirit. No. And that means being obedient to what God's Word says. The power in your life, the happiness, the joy, the peace, the victory comes, not just in knowing what the Bible says, but in doing what the Bible says. You know, I've known a lot of people in 43 years of ministry who know a lot of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And they go from Bible study to Bible study. In fact, I'm going to just be very transparent and say <laughs> some of the meanest people I've ever met in ministry are those who can quote Scripture, you know, like nobody's business. And uh, and I remember my one of my first pastorates, uh, I had preached a message, and I was excited about it. It was my first message in that church, and I went to the door to greet everybody as they were leaving, and this woman named Evelyn came up to me, and she said, that was the worst sermon I've ever heard. And I mean, she was known as the kind of the Bible scholar, and she said, just on and on and on. And someone says to me, don't worry about it. That's just her. That's just Evelyn. That's it. And let me tell you what God has taught me over years of ministry, and uh, I've matured a little bit, hopefully, <laughs> after those years when I was 25 Maybe years old, 25, pastoring. Right, right. Here's what I would say to people now who, who would just say, that that's just the way he is. That's the way she is. Let me tell you, Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, so you don't have to be the way you are. That's right. So don't be the way you are no. if you're mean-spirited. Get it out no of your system. Scripture, 
but do Scripture. Right, right. That's when you don't get puffed up spiritually. You begin to apply God's Word. You don't get fat Scripture this uh, is, spiritually. This is, this is what I call, uh, and, a friend, and a friend of mine calls, the, the A student versus the C student. Yeah. Okay. So I'd rather be a C student and have diverse knowledge and be able to take out of the diverse knowledge the things that are important and and make them better with time right. than to be a tunnel vision A student who can only do one thing. Now, please don't take this wrong, people. If no. you're if you're bright, you're an A student. That's great. Good for you. But let's 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 just say one thing: as you mature, as you get get a little more diverse. Okay, use the, some people like you said, Evelyn. Yeah. Okay. Evelyn knew the word. Yes. Yeah, she she knew, knew that word. She probably read it. I gritted oh, her teeth yeah. and she read it every day. Yeah. You know, she didn't know joy in the word and how no. and when what it meant to apply it to her life because that's what the Bible's about. It's an instruction book. It is. Okay. It's not. It's not meant to beat us down. It's yeah. meant to build us up. That's it. And so you know, use it accordingly. Right. Okay. You know what happens, John, and that's well said brother. What happens is when you just keep taking in Scripture without applying it, you become a Pharisee. (laughs) You do. (laughs) You become legalistic. I was avoiding saying that. Well, it's true. It is true. And as a pastor, I I used to think there's nothing that I despise more than liberalism, Mm. and I do despise that. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, legalism... It's worse. ...is worse. Yeah, yeah. And and both both are bad. Yeah. But we got to avoid both. Yeah, extremism in, in, is just bad. Period. And, you Blessed know, are the balanced. <laughs> no, no, God's well, word. Right, do God's right. word. And that's why. That, that's why the joke. And it's really it, it's more meant to be a joke about the A student versus the sure. C student because you know there's some brilliant people that are gifted in what they do and they're yeah. engineers and yeah. scientists. You know, but then there's people that that know how to how to uh, I don't know. Captain right. a ship, yeah, full of people that are different, A yeah. student, B student, you know, and and that's that's where the diversity, the word itself, yes, okay. So the word itself is meant to instruct us, yes, and to and to live life, to love life, amen. You know? And uh, we just can't we can't beat people up with it. We, you know, we can't like, like Evelyn, yeah. God you, bless you, her soul. I'm yeah. sure she's in heaven. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So at the end of each of these lessons, we want to just share a prayer with you that we encourage that you can say. Mm-hmm. So, Lord. Thank you for your written word that empowers me to confront the enemy and to stand on your promises. Help me to pick up the sword of the Spirit every day, to read it and to know it. And guys, hang on to God's word, cling to it with all of your being, and victory will come. Amen. Yes. And a woman. 
there you go. <laughs> well, we're excited that you've been listening along with us and, and uh, in, into our second week of this series. We we hope you'll stick around and invite your friends, invite uh, your your uh, your spouse. You know, yes. uh, ladies, if you're catching this and your husband's not listening, get him listening to this because, you know, guys' lives can be changed radically when they have uh, other brothers in their life. Nice. And, you know, and, and, and uh, you. King David certainly knew how to do that with his uh, his warriors. His you know, warriors, his wingmen. His wingmen, that's exactly it. Oh, you, know? you need a wingman. You do, you do. You need wingmen you in need your life. You need wingmen in your life, exactly that. And we're going to help you to know how to do that, guys. Yeah, so yeah. be encouraged and stay tuned. Yeah. But until next time, wingman out. <laughs>